0: This is the Relationship Badass Podcast, where we learn to open our hearts and love authentically. It's an honor to have you here. Now, let's go deep together. To the Relationship Badass podcast with Nikki Sunshine, your host, (laughs) who is giggling at herself right now. (laughs) Y'all, if you had just seen the way in which I was getting down in this beautiful basement cove I call my room right now. Like I have this superpower of dance, and my dance is expressive and wild and beautiful and it's the the gift part of it because we all we all have dance um, is that i just I just don't give a fuck, and I will drop down shaking my ass all over the floor anywhere I go um, if the urge you know comes to me so <laughs> <laughs> I just had a really good dance y'all actually I'd like to share a little bit about today Um, so before I go into that uh, our episode for today is I think I'm this is the title if not it means I changed it in between recording and posting this episode but I believe I'm going to call this the intricacies of dating Ah, so I'm pretty excited to make an episode around dating for you all. As longtime listeners know, I've been in a beautifully committed, deeply intimate partnership for almost three years. This podcast was born about 14 months ago. So I've never put episodes on dating out there because that wasn't part of my experience, and now it is. So now I have juice to share around that, and that feels expansive and exciting over here. Mm. Mm. So, to start today's episode, I'd like to begin with some gratitude. Hmm. And in this moment, I would like to shout out and say a huge fucking thank you. Thank you, ma'am, to my sister, Lauren, Lauren Donnelly, la la land on Instagram. Hmm. Let me just take a moment to share with you guys about my sister, Lauren. She's this beautiful soul. I was introduced to her through my sister, Noelle hear me talk about a lot and ever since I met her I just I loved her I was like yes you are yes don't really know you that much but I can just feel your energy and it's always a yes for me and so I met this woman while I was living on the mountaintop which is a really challenging place to form new relationships from because I'm an hour away you know that beginning phase of a relationship often asks for more physical connection and in-person time so Lauren and I didn't have a lot of that however this woman would continue like every year to drive all the way up to the mountain show up to my house bring a beautiful plant bring her beautiful energy and I was just like damn she shows up that's what I look for in friendship slash people who I'm considering bringing into my inner squish do you show up I'm a very show up type of gal so I've learned over the years if I don't make that a boundary with the people that I bring close to me it leads to me resenting them when they don't show up when some people just aren't the show up in person type right different personality types different preferences are so key here so I remember just thinking over the years okay this chick shows up I want to know her more Now, we've been friends for, I think, two years, Lauren and I. We've known each other maybe a little bit longer, but I would consider us friends for two years. And we've never had one-on-one time until this last month. So when my life fell apart (laughs) and I needed support, I didn't have a big expectation that Lauren would be there because we have never had one-on-one time. So yeah, of course, it makes sense to me that you are not going to feel super inclined. to Help me out and whatnot. Well, <laughs> LOL, you guys, this chick has seriously shown up so hard. It's insane. This is whose basement I'm currently living in, Lauren. She has this energy about her that, like, I literally just get excited to come home and see her. <laughs> She's so present and curious with me, and just has a ton of love to share. Um, she's also very direct and kind of like chill roommate vibes, which is a very good match for me. I'm very chill, and then direct. If something's not chill, I'll just I'm direct about it, so we can move through it real quick. Um, so we're we're great living companions. But I just this woman, I see the capacity she has to show up for the people she loves. And, you know, the, the fact that she chooses to do that, um, that she's choosing to do that for me, I just feel so grateful. And it's just been such a joy. Like, now we've had so much one-on-one time, you know? <laughs> so we've just been hanging out like, damn, I'm falling more and more in love with you. This is fucking awesome. <sighs> so shout out to my girl, Lauren Donnelly um just a, a very remarkable beautiful rich curious lovely human being it's an honor to be in her like in your circle lauren and ha ah, i just i just really appreciate you and and everything you are so shout out to lauren today mm okay so before we dive into the intricacies of dating, I want to share a little story about today. Hmm. And I want to share this story because I feel lately the biggest lessons I've been receiving and the most potent downloads have been around letting go of control, going with the flow, Following universal signs in my body's own guidance and being with what is. So this morning I woke up and I had a pretty rigid plan for today. Now, If you knew me five years ago, you knew I had a rigid plan for every single day. I'm in this phase now of what I consider, like, a recovering control freak. (laughs) And so I very intentionally do not create rigid structure around my days right now. Um, Though there's that inner control freak in me that wants to, I know that right now the actual healing and growth is to surrender that control and release and trust what's happening. Ah, So... I woke up this morning later than I had thought I was going to sleep. So I was already feeling, quote unquote, behind, even though when I don't make a schedule, there's no such thing as behind, right? So I made a decision to skip my morning practice, which I've been deeply committed to ever since this separation. So I skipped it entirely. I didn't do my meditation. I didn't do my affirmations. I didn't sing. I didn't journal. I didn't pull a tarot card or anything I just decided to hop skip scooch into my day Um, I think the one thing I did was I did a single song dance this morning so I did do that um, but I knew I was setting myself up for a certain vibe right because I'm already feeling rushed and I'm adding to the and anxious feeling by getting up and running around the house and literally creating a scenario where I have no time everything's behind So I left the house in this energy. So all the events that follow don't surprise me, okay? Now, while they were happening, I was being a human. And I was like, damn, really? What? Ah." Oh. True story. At one spot today, I actually said, I'm sorry. I need to fall to your ground right now. Is that okay? And they said yes. And I fell to the ground and started weeping in the front of a storefront, you guys so I am human um so you know I left I drove like 20 minutes into town to go to this iPhone repair shop I had talked to yesterday only to get there and find I have to pay for parking there's no available parking in this weird structure felt off but I did it anyway just to get out of my car go look for the place and find that the entire mall is abandoned and there's no active storefronts which was weird because I had called and talked to someone Of course, now when I call to talk to the iPhone repair shop, nobody answers. I call three times, no answer. So I'm like, what the hell? Was that like some weird prank call? (laughs) So I'm like, cool. I'm not getting my phone fixed here. Now I just drove 20 minutes downtown. I just paid $4 for parking. And so I start to feel that panic arise. And I said, I'm like, oh, and I, I think I even let out a little scream or something. And I said, okay, let's go get grounded. You know if you get on the road in this energy, you're going to attract a car accident. So <laughs> let's go ground ourselves. So I get back in my car, grounding. My phone is, like, dying. The battery's whacked out. That's why I'm going to the iPhone repair shop in the first place. So I'm like, okay, trying to do this before the phone dies. Call around a, diff- a few other places, and eventually I find a place that says, I can get you in right now. The price is right. They're available. They're near my next errand. So I go to that place. All is well. The person's really cool. You know, basically they fix my phone. It ends up costing double what I thought it was going to. That's fine. And then they hand me my phone back right in the nick of time. Because I was like, I have this appointment over here at 1210. I got to go. Hand me the phone back. It's completely dead. I'm like what they're like oh yeah you have to charge the whole thing I'm like bro I gotta get to this appointment I don't even know where I'm going so now I'm feeling more flustered right because I'm on this rigid schedule and now I'm late for the next appointment I don't have a phone to know where I'm going so I get directions from him <laughs> anyone who knows me knows I'm directionally challenged as fuck so his directions were probably perfect and it took me twice as long to get to my appointment as I should have <laughs> I got lost I finally get there I'm like okay Go to see the eye doctor. This is an appointment to get contacts. He's like, great, let's see what we have in stock, so We can send you out with contacts for your trip. We go look at their stock. They have no contacts in stock with my prescription strength. I'm a negative 4.5. Every contact they have goes to negative 4.0 and stops. <sighs> so I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, okay. And he's like, well, I need to know which brand you're going to pick up because I have to write that on the prescription. So basically he says, you're going to have to call around and find someone who has your stuff in stock and then let me know so I can write you the prescription for it. I'm like, okay. So then I pull out my phone to do so. Oh, yeah, my phone's dead. So now I'm stressed. Ask them if I can use their phone. It's not available. So now I, and then the doctor goes, oh, and I leave for lunch in 13 minutes. So you have to figure this out in 13 minutes. So then I run out to my car. I'm like, ah, all flustered, like calling around this optical place, this optical place, trying to find someone who carries my contacts. I called five or six places. Apparently I have a really rare prescription. And finally get a hold of someone who says, yes, we have them. You can buy a 90 pack, da, da, da. I'm like, oh, thank you. So I run back inside, get the prescription. Thank you, doctor. Get in my car, drive to the optical place. I walk in, I talk to someone. I'm at the completely wrong place. I was supposed to go to Pearl Vision, and I ended up at Lens Crafters. Again, I didn't have the – my phone's dead, so I don't have the GPS, so I'm, like, taking directions from people, and (laughs) – You know those moments where, like, so many things are going wrong, you just have to fucking laugh. (laughs) So I'm like, damn, okay. So then they gave me directions to the right place, so I get back in my car, go to the place I talked to on the phone. I'm like, ah, I'm so happy – Finally, I'm going to have this done. It's been like, at this point, it feels like a two-hour, three-hour process. I walk in. Hey, I called about the contacts, da-da-da. And she goes, yeah, great. So we can order those right away. And I said, no, 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 I'm, I'm leaving in five, six days, and so I don't, the seven to ten business days doesn't work for me, so I actually need them in stock. That's why I drove all the way here, because I had talked to you on the phone, and you said you had them in stock. She said, oh, fuck, I fucked that up. We actually just have a trial pair for you, but we don't have them in stock. So this is the moment when I said, I just need to collapse on your floor for a minute. Is that okay? (laughs) And I literally just collapsed. I fell to my knees and I just wept and released this pocket of tears I'd been holding onto all day because I was trying to do it all and be it all and be on time and get this done. Ugh. So long story short, I ended up ordering the contacts anyway because I have no other options and I'm putting my magic on those contacts that they are going to be here way before they say they will. They're arriving on Monday. Can you feel it, you guys? My contacts are arriving on Monday right before I leave. I'm going to be able to see in Asia. It's going to be great. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) So anyway, you guys. That was my final errand. At this point, I said, "All right, fuck it, I'm going home. My phone's dead. I'm exhausted. I feel totally energetically drained." And I had a client call this afternoon, so I drive home. I get home, and that anxious part of me—that—can can you just imagine it? Like all day, one thing after another. The cell phone store doesn't exist. I have to go here. The eyeglasses shop. Going to th- three different eyeglasses shops. Still not. No one has my contacts. Yada yada yada. The jewelry. Oh, it's fake. Um, all of this together just had me in a fucking mood. You know what I mean? I'm like, damn, man, nothing's going like a big rain cloud over me today, you know? (laughs) And so I came home and the anxious part of me was thinking, okay, I need to record the podcast. I need to pack up those things, do the laundry. I have a client call at four. okay, I'm going over to no, to sleep over tonight, so I need to get ready for that. So if I was an autopilot, I would have come home and just kept doing things. And most likely I would have amplified that anxious fucking energy in my system by trying to do more and accomplish more. Hmm. When deep down in my soul, I know the truth. Anything I try and do or create in that energy is basically useless. And today was such a perfect example of that because I knew I was feeling anxious, not grounded in my skin, and kind of all over the place when I left this morning. I knew that, but I chose to go do these things anyway, right? And so that happens. We're humans. Life happens, and sometimes you got to go do what you got to do. And I now know, like, yeah, of course my day was shit. I left the house in this low-vibration energy state with a closed heart, feeling frustrated, and every experience I brought into my reality today was challenging. Except, I will say, there were little moments throughout that, that experience of what I think of gifts from the universe saying, Girl, we love you. You know today's hard. Here you go. For instance, when I left to leave the parking structure I had pulled into on that first stop, I was like, damn, I just paid $4 and I'm not even getting my phone fixed. When I left the gate and put my ticket in to pay, um, it just, the gate opened. It like malfunctioned and didn't let me pay. So like little things like that, right? Where where for me, it's so vital to pause in those moments and say, ah, thank you, life, for this little win in the midst of all the shit. (laughs) So when I got home, I noticed myself wanting to instantly go into do. And then I said, pause, Nikki. Let's get your energy right, girl. (laughs) Let's drop our expectations of what today is going to look like and just be with what is. And can we let that be enough? It's a hard one, right? So... said, okay, I release. I'm not attached to doing the podcast today. I'm not attached to doing my laundry today. One thing I felt committed to was showing up on my client call. So I said, okay, you have an hour and a half till your client call. What are you gonna do with it? So I tapped into my own self and said, what do I want right now? Ooh, food. I'm hungry. So I made myself a delicious snack and i decided to go in the backyard to eat it and while i was eating it i engaged in some musical therapy by beautiful chorus if you've never heard that music it is life changing for me they basically they are this beautiful chorus and they sing mantras and affirmations and blessings and mm, it's like subconscious subconsciously feeding me you know what I mean I can feel the downloads in my subconscious like oh yeah so I was sitting in the grass eating my snack just being really present with every delicious bite of this toast I'd made Mm. one of them had butter and avocado and garlic salt and the other one had butter and this dank 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 local cherry jam on it So I was just really slowing down, eating each bite, mm, one at a time. Tuning into the flavor sensations and the party in my mouth while listening to this beautiful medicine on high volume in my earbuds. And in that time, it's been a cloudy day today, and the sun peeked out for just a moment in that time. To me, it was the universe being like, hello, yay for you, yes, hmm here's your son. <laughs> so after that, I was like, okay, I'm feeling nourished, I'm feeling a little bit better. Let's go dance. I want to dance. So I went in my room and I did some dance, mm, just moving, allowing my body to guide me. And I didn't dance too long until I actually felt the urge to sing. In. so I was like okay now I want to do this so I had beautiful chorus in the background and I was singing along with them making this delicious like duet uh, harmonization and oh it's just gorgeous and I was loving the sound of my own voice and just feeling myself super hard singing and after that I, I felt the desire show up of like oh I want to get sexy I want to Play with myself. I want to experience that kind of pleasure and touch. Mm. So I eased right into that practice. I was actually still singing, not a consistent song, but just moments of ah, 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 just kind of coming and going naturally. And then I started touching my body and using breath when I first started it was like my breasts my arms my stomach and then eventually I moved down into my yoni and like oh just the practice of being turned on by myself mm. it's so good and uh Noelle was sharing a, a experience she had with this recently with me and um I just loved that conversation with her because I'm like, yes, it's so true. And so what followed was this delicious, I don't even know how long, sexual, sensual, physical exploration of myself. I was using breath, sound, movement, expression, and I came four times, y'all. I came four times. I'm just going to say that right here publicly because I'm like, yeah, dude. (laughs) And it was fucking yummy and delicious. And when I felt complete there, I laid in bed for a bit and just rested into some prayer. Hmm. And. Hmm. From there, I, oh yeah, I went into more dance. (laughs) So, you heard me coming on here shortly after that dance with giggles and this lighthearted energy. (laughs) And, you know, I'm recording this podcast right now because I genuinely felt inspired to do so. So, Mm. the lesson the practice here for me is remembering of course that I cannot change things that happen and exist outside of me, fact and I do have a say in how I show up inside myself And so today I recognized that I can't change the situation with my contacts right I may be going to Asia without contacts that's a bummer but there's nothing I can do to change it at this point I've done all I can do I can't change the stress I'm feeling around money right it is what it is and the experiences I've had in this last week that have been challenging me and you know I thought I was going to have so much money going overseas now I'm going to have significantly less it's challenging me to stay true to my truth even when everything about it isn't perfect right even when everything's not working out as I wanted to so I feel that calling Ah, I'm being. Um, wow, I just lost my thought there completely. That's so interesting. So, hmm, let's give this a moment here. Mm. So, for any of you who are out there and are experiencing challenges in your day-to-day or in your life. Maybe it's a big shift. Maybe it's more day-to-day sh- challenges like traffic and having a rushed morning and things not going your way or how you thought they were going to go. <sighs> I just want to share in this moment how powerful personal practice has been for me during this time right and sometimes emotion and energy and grief is being asked to be felt fully and and in those moments I simply surrender right it's my job to surrender to what's being asked to be felt and that is its own practice but I'm not talking about that I'm talking about getting stuck in the anxiety of the mind and feeling trapped because things aren't going my way, and then staying there, right? Ruminating there for a whole day or week or month and allowing that vibration to change the vibration of what I attract in my life. So I I hope that difference makes sense. I'm not talking about, oh, you feel like you need to cry? Go masturbate, and then you won't. (laughs) As you know if you've been a long-time listener, I'm a huge proponent for feeling our feelings and expressing them fully. So um, I hope that distinction was clear. And if you're feeling uneasy in your system or unsure, please let me know so that I can clarify that for you. But yeah, after my little practice, I feel open, I feel back in my essence, I feel available for connection, I feel clear in my headspace. Man, before that, I had so many things to do, but I I literally felt like I was walking around in circles, so consumed with my anxiety about everything I needed to do that I wasn't doing anything. So I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. So that was today. And here I am, six days away from departure. Ooh, that's scary. (sighs) So, today's actual episode topic (laughs) is about dating. Um, I know a lot of what I've been putting out there recently has been about transition, trust, the universe, separation, um, redefinition of relationship, moment to moment, fluidity. Mm. So this episode might seem kind of random, however, it's not random at all, as I, Nikki Sunshine, have been playing in the dating pool. That's right. I'm holding space right now because I can hear many of you out there saying, What? You're dating already? You can't do that. It's only been six weeks since your separation. You can't date. You shouldn't do that. I've heard that it takes twice as long as the relationship to fully heal your heart. So Nikki, you got six years so you can open your heart again (laughs) is that matching any of the chatter out there? and if it is, great And there's no problem here and there's nothing wrong with you in fact, I really understand why you feel that way and I really understand why it's confusing for a lot of us to hear you're dating right after a separation but how? that's not allowed, it's not okay I really get that um, because that's something I believed not too long ago and hmm, you know it, when I locate it in my system like where did that belief come from it's 100% because of the movies and what I've been taught and what I've been told and what I've absorbed from the culture at no point did I tap into myself as a young girl and go okay what really feels legitimate here, hmm. like that, it would, never came from me, um, but I too had that belief. Like, and so w- let me say this: for most every other separation of my life, ooh, coming out of that separation, I immediately closed my heart. Not because I'm trying to be an asshole or anything like that, strictly because. I believed, okay, we just separated, er, heart closed, box around heart, uh, we got like two months to go on this, and then maybe we can crack the door open. <laughs> like a timeline, right? And so this time around, I'm saying, fuck all that noise. Yep. I don't believe in it. And, you know, I've been choosing to go through this separation with an open heart, and um, So if you're more curious about that, please go dive into my last few episodes. Go check out my Instagram page. I've been sharing a lot about it. Um, So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to separate with an open heart. I'm going to keep my heart open to Warren in the midst of this separation and send him love and light every day, and we're going to be homies. This is going to be great. I wasn't even thinking about opening my heart towards other connections, right? But I shortly learned how magnetic that open heart is. So I'm going to give you guys kind of the lowdown on sort of these beings that have come into my world, uh, the brief version, and then I'm going to lead into these three big lessons I want to share around dating that I think are so important and I think really get missed in the dating world um, because there's so much pressure and weirdness and if you're feeling like I really need connection, then there's that expectation and that, that weight, so I understand. And I've got such a clear connection to myself right now that it's been really empowering to date from this space. So I've had my heart open very intentionally this whole separation. I have not done a single act of seeking out anyone to date, haven't gone on a dating app, haven't made a post like, hey, I'm available I don't even think I've updated my Facebook information yet, mainly because I know once I change that to single, then I will get messages. Um, And so, like, not even putting it out there, right? So, four days after my separation with Warren, I met this beautiful man, beautiful man, and Um, He's a friend of a friend's and we connected instantly and I was just like, you are fucking cool. Um, He's also lived in Southeast Asia for a number of years, so that felt really synchronistic and he's yummy and just, mm, I just love him as a human. He's a dear friend now. Um, And so there was this little connection between us and um, he was the first experience I had feeling a connection with someone after Warren. And it literally tripped me out. Like I was like, whoa, I can't feel this. Why do I feel yum towards him? That's bad. That's wrong. No, okay. Ugh, I'm so confused. And so because I am who I am, I just shared all this with him. And he came back being the most open, incredible human ever, having all the space to hold and all the understanding. And so him and I proceeded to date a little bit um, after that. Just a couple dates, very casual. Um, some kisses and some snuggles but nothing more than that so yeah that's one one expression of dating Um, a few days after that I met this other man in the Walmart parking lot he drove up to me while I was dancing packing my car up and, and giving him my number when he asked ended up following my gut feeling going to connect with this man and this man i'm gonna call him denzel (laughs) denzel holy shit he's just fucking yummy and he's self-made older than me mid-30s totally my style um he loves his mom oh my god he calls his mom the original badass (laughs) yes um He's a badass in terms of work. My inner Capricorn likes someone who's got something going on financially for themselves. That's really sexy to me. So hella financially successful, completely self-made, runs his own businesses, beautiful, delicious man, just like yum times a million, and very present when we're together. He's super present. Um, I find that hard to find these days, someone who's just so present. So... I really like this guy yummy and then there's been um, another friend who we've been friends for five years just recently we've been exploring just some yummy like intimate connection and um, you know with the full understanding that I'm leaving in seven days and even if I wasn't I wouldn't be interested in dating this friend but I do love him and the connection feels really good so I've had these connections going on and So it's like, I'm back in the dating world, right? I'm dating. So let me just clarify the term dating. (laughs) Dating doesn't mean I'm going on dates with you to fill you out for a potential life partner and constantly comparing you against my expectations of how you're going to show up. To me, dating is literally like, cool, we're going to connect one-on-one. I have a date with Noelle tonight. So when I use the word dating, it's like intimate one-on-one connection. That's how I think of it. You know what this will be interesting dating definition just for funsies let's see what the definition okay all right the definition says dating is a stage of romantic relationships in humans whereby two people meet socially with the aim of assessing the other's suitability as a prospective partner in intimate relationship okay so fuck me The definition of dating is literally that, but I don't see it that way because, I mean, I'm leaving for Asia, so literally none of these men are prospective potential future partners for me, at least not right now. Um, And to be truthful, only one of them feels like that type of energy that could even potentially um, be a good match for me as a long-term partner. So when I say dating, it's like, yeah, I'm getting to know you. And there's none of this assessing you for your suitability as a prospective partner because I don't come in with that expectation, especially in the beginning. I'm literally just getting to know you. And as our dynamic continues to be created and unfold, I will share with you my feelings as they change and evolve, right? So I never go on a first date thinking, I'm about to wipe you up. Like I don't even know you yet. I just want to get to know you more. And if I get to know you and realize, oh, this is not someone I'd want to continue seeing in this way, it's like, oh, my God, sweet, dude. So I love the shit out of you and this dynamic we got going on. It's a no in my body now. It's not working anymore. But I still love you wholeheartedly. Right? Hmm. So I've been dating, and that means getting asked on dates, checking in, hmm, Am I available for that? Do I want that? Then going for it and not going for it. And then checking in with myself throughout the date. How's this feeling in my body? How's this feeling now? Okay. Oh, do I want to do this now? Let me check in with myself. Do I want to do that now? Right? So one of here's the most potent, big, bold lesson I'm remembering as I'm in the dating world. Number one i don't owe anyone anything i don't owe anyone anything i don't even owe you the rest of dinner if i'm on a date with you right just because i said yes i'd love to go to dinner with you doesn't mean i have to stay throughout all dinner so remembering like oh yeah i literally don't know anyone anything and I said yes to dinner. I said yes to this show. I said yes to this thing. And there may be unspoken, hidden expectations underneath that, but that's not my problem. That has nothing to do with me. I'm over here totally open to you, person, communicating your expectations to me wholeheartedly, and then I get to decide from that place whether I want to come, right? Right? Now, if you choose not to fully share your expectations, cool, that's not on me, right? So maybe someone asks me out to dinner, and their expectation is, you're going to come to dinner, you're going to stay the whole time, you're going to engage with me, then you're going to go dancing with me, and then you're going to come back to my place, and we're going to cuddle, and bang. (laughs) But maybe all they say is, will you come out to dinner. So maybe in the middle of dinner, I'm starting to sense this expectation, right? And it's like, ugh, I don't know. So maybe halfway through dinner... Even before the entree comes out, I say, you know, uh, I'm grateful for you picking me up and everything. And I actually, my body is being really clear right now. And this doesn't feel good. I don't want to be here anymore. This doesn't feel in alignment for me. So, you know, this is what I'm going to do for myself. I understand there might be impact for you. Um, And then, you know, I get to decide, am I going to be available to hear the impact? Maybe not. So I just get to decide, you know, I'm going to leave now. And I'll call you if I want to rekindle this or, or, or connect or reflect, right? And so then I can just get up and leave. He might say, what? You're leaving in the middle of a dinner, but wh- you can't do that. I set aside the whole night. And it's like, cool. You set aside the whole night because you expected that this is how the night was going to go. You didn't share those with me. I was not under the same impression. I was just going to dinner. And I only do things when they feel like a fuck yes in my body. So the moment this stop feeling like a fuck yes, I honor my sovereignty and I get to leave if I want. Now I might be like, ooh, this is a fuck no, but that dinner does sound dank and this is interesting and I don't, I don't feel unsafe, so I'm going to stay till the end of dinner, but then I'm going to go home. Right, so there's obviously wiggle room depending on who you are and, and what your scenario is, but you don't owe anyone anything. Just because you said yes to dinner doesn't mean you have to stay. Just because they paid for the Airbnb doesn't mean you have to cuddle with them or have sex. So I've been noticing this in my own little experiences with dating just in moments of like, oh. Like I, um, my friend that we've been like exploring intimacy just for fun, uh, we went to a concert a few days ago and he ended up getting an airbnb in the town so we didn't have to drive back and it was really cool later that night we were just snuggling getting ready for bed and i noticed i didn't want to have sex my body was feeling closed and then i noticed the thought in my head go well he paid for the airbnb so do you have to and then i went fuck that programming bro like that is not me so i just kind of laughed it off and i shared with him right in the moment Hey, I want you to know, I just checked with my body. I don't want to have sex. So just putting that out there so that you know what's up. And it felt really good. It felt really empowering. So moment to moment checking in with yourself. How do I feel now? Is this serving me right now? What do I want slash need right now? And just giving yourself permission for that to be ever evolving and changing. And for that to be okay because you don't owe anyone anything. Hmm. So potent lesson number two for dating. Having clarity in my personal intentions and my personal desires is everything. Because I'm in this space of dating, but I'm also leaving, but I'm also healing my broken heart. I know that I'm not like just available for what most people would think those who are dating are available for, which in my head is like committed relationship or like constant communication or that. You know, I know I'm not available for that. So I, each time one of these new connections showed up, and I'd have my hesitation, and then I'd say, okay, open your heart, Nikki, as long as it's aligned, you can enjoy this. I would ask myself, okay, what do I want here? What do I want here? And it varies person to person, right? And so it's such an important question to get clear on. You might be thinking right now, like, what do you mean? That's obvious. If I'm dating, I'm looking for a relationship. And I want to challenge you because I don't believe it's always that simple. So, nothing is sexier than a person who knows what they want, first of all. So, this is just going to make you appear sexier and sexier to the world around you. (laughs) Now, things you can ask yourself. What am I desiring from this connection right now? Okay, so when my friend, the friend connection I was telling you about, let's call him Jacob. When Jacob kind of, he initiated, we were hanging out a couple weeks ago and he kissed me. That had never happened before. We ended up making out. And so when that happened, I just say, okay, first of all, do I want this? How does this feel in my body? Okay. Okay. feels good in this way. It feels okay. Yep. hmm What do I want from this connection? What do I want? So I got really clear. And... What I wanted from that particular connection, if we we're gonna go that route and kind of share some intimacy, I was like, I want to be spoiled by you. I want cuddles and soft kisses, but nothing sexual. And I don't want to feel like any weight or expectation of us like being in contact. Like, hey, how was your day? In between messages, I don't want any of that. I just want to like when we see each other, we're present. It's yummy. You treat me like a queen. We do some cuddles. Like, so I get my need for physical connection met. But I'm not crossing my boundary because my sexual boundary feels like a no. And I know that I want to be treated by you. So if we're going to go out to dinner, I want you to pay for it. Like, that's where I'm at. And because if you don't, I'd rather just go out to dinner by myself. (laughs) Because I love my company. So I got really clear. And then I shared that with this friend. And I said, this is what I'm available for if we're going to do this thing, you know. So, like, I don't want you to text me how was your day. Also, I want to be treated like a queen, da-da-da-da-da, you know? And I just named that because if that's what I really want, why not name it? If I name it and he's like, whoa, you want what? What, you want me to take you out to dinner, but I'm not going to get banged? Like, okay. Then that is such good information of, oh, word, you're not available for that. Cool. Then let's not go down this road Because it's just going to lead to me having expectations, you having expectations, you're not going to get met, we're going to learn to resent each other, you know, so let's just be clear off the bat what we're here for. Now, with Denzel, so that's Jacob, my homie, that's what I told him. With Denzel, I was like, what do I want from this connection? Because I barely know you, I just met you at Walmart, but you're yummy as fuck and awesome and epic in my eyes, just like a really, I mean, I'll just be totally honest with you guys, when Warren and I separated, part of my fear was, will I ever meet someone as badass as Warren, man, he's so fucking badass, he runs shit, and he cares about the earth, and this and that, and then the universe sent me Denzel four days later, or one, two, three, four, five, six, six days later, literally to show me, <laughs> bitch, this is how you can meet in a Walmart parking lot, so you just relax. <laughs> There's plenty of epic humans out there. (sighs) So when Denzel came into my life, I asked the same question. What do I want from this connection? Again, I was like, okay, I want to be treated like a queen. And I want one-on-one time because that is the magic with him for me, that his presence, like I was saying. And I want some like physical touch and possibly sexy connection down the road. That's something I felt open to. But mainly I want quality time, intimacy, physical touch. Like that's a need I have right now that isn't being met. You can meet that need. If it feels aligned for both of us, sweet. We can enjoy each other for these last few weeks, you know? And so I shared this with him right off the bat. This is what I'm available for. Not really available for phone calls. Not really available for this. I am available for this type of connection. Not really available for lunch dates. I am available for dinner dates. That type of thing. So, again, I shared it with him. He said, great, thank you for being so clear. Now, a few weeks in to that connection, I started to notice it wasn't feeling good anymore in my body. I was like, hmm, what's going on here? And I realized that he was not available to connect very often physically in person. However, he was calling me, texting me to check in, things like that. And that didn't feel good to me. Because again, what was I available for? My love language is quality time, physical touch is number three. So I want you to give me quality time and physical touch. That's what I want. You're not giving me that, but you are offering like energetic and emotional connection over the phone, text messages, stuff like that, which I'm not available for. I have no space for that. So all of a sudden, even though we had agreed in the beginning what this dynamic was going to look like, it started to feel misaligned. So I checked in with myself. I was like, every time I think of him, I feel ugh, contraction instead of expansive openness. I checked in with myself hmm, and I said, okay. <clears throat> with myself and I said, okay, this connection isn't alignment anymore. And so now going back to I don't owe anyone anything, him and I had agreed to see each other, you know, for the rest of my time here. He was going to take me to the airport on the day that I leave. And I just decided, okay, this is not this isn't serving my needs in this moment. I'm very clear right now because I'm leaving the country in seven days. You know, typical Nikki's like, oh, I'm so down for this the the challenge and the growth of this relationship and let's see how our personalities mend and cool, you're not available in this and that. But right now I'm like, nope, you're a new person. You want to come into my life? You got to basically give me what I want. Otherwise, I don't have space for you because I'm about to leave. So I got really clear and I shared with him, hey, this is what I've been feeling about our connection. This is where my needs have not been getting met. I imagine you have needs that aren't getting met, and so that's totally fine, and I love you the same. And I'm pretty clear that I wanna, I want this dynamic to shift, Um, you know. And I'm open to hearing your reflections. That's what I said to him. So, I got to shift that dynamic now, as always, with an open heart. And it's not, Denzel, you suck because of this, this, and this. It's, Denzel. This is where I'm perceiving you're at. This is where I'm at over here. Those two things are not aligning. And it's just feeling more chaotic and rigid than it is flowy. And so here's what I'm available for now. Come to my going away party. I have nothing but love for you. I'm going to cancel our date for Wednesday. And, you know, I'm sending you love. So again, coming back to I don't owe anyone anything. Yeah, me and him had said, we're going to connect and enjoy each other until you leave. And then I cut it off 10 days before I left. Why? Because it wasn't serving me anymore. It just wasn't serving me anymore in the way that it was going down. So clarity in my personal intentions and desires, not only when I enter the dynamic, so I love the practice of being super clear, you know, after that first or second date, like, okay, what do I want here? And then just sharing it with that person. Ooh, the look on their face when you come from this grounded, open-hearted, loving, but clear as fuck place. Oof, yum. <laughs> I've watched men's mouth drop because they're like, huh? I've never, wow, you're so clear. Clarity's sexy, y'all. So, of course, in the beginning, but then again... Constantly checking in, right? Checking in again and again throughout the dynamic and saying, does this serve now? And if so, what needs to be different about that dynamic for it to serve? Right? In essence, you could say that's what occurred between, um, that's what occurred between Warren and I, right? We've been in this free relationship for three years, which means moment-to-moment check-in. There's no attachment to a container. Sure, we'll have dreams, we'll have fantasies. Him and I used to talk about building our dream mountain community and having Asian herbalist babies that are running around, the coolest little babies. <laughs> and then the moment my body and the universe is like, no, no, I'm sorry, this is done for now, I accept it. I don't resist I let it go right so the same thing with Dan- Denzel I could have reached out to him and said bro what the heck I thought that you were supposed to do it and you don't have time for me till next Wednesday And I, all I want is physical time so why are you calling me And none of this makes sense I could have made him wrong right or I could have painted it as this terrible thing well looks like you couldn't be who I needed you to be bummer I thought you were legit right But instead, it's just like, oh, Denzel, I'm really clear on where I am. My perception of where you're at is this. Is that true? Okay, if so, look at our dynamics. They're not, it's not working at all. And because we have this time limitation, here we are. So just continually checking into my own intentions and desires. So once I check in with those intentions and desires, this leads into my third tip for dating, which is honor your personal boundaries with vigor, with an open heart, and with kindness. Right? So now that you have this clarity, how do you enforce it? That's personal boundary work, right? So... You guys, I just want to name in this moment, I was re-listening to one of my past episodes recently, um, and I realized how often I say the words so and um, and now I'm just a bit more cognizant of it, so now you may hear me giggle (laughs) when I notice a so um, so um, it's like my signature word, so um, so um. Anyway, just gonna call myself out there with love. (laughs) So there it is again. Oh man, I'm gonna trip myself out now. (laughs) This third tip honor your personal boundaries with an open heart, kindness, and with vigor. So, with vigor, meaning don't fucking waver in your personal boundaries. You know your personal boundaries. They're scary to enforce in a moment. Especially when you have stories going around that you owe someone anything. So the invitation here is to get really practiced and versed in your boundaries. It's so important and... um, (laughs) yeah, it's just, it's really important. That's how we actually take this clarity. So when I get clarity in my intentions and desires, how do I communicate that? That's boundary work, right? Because so many of us are clear. I'm just going to share an experience that I'm imagining a lot of women particularly, and potentially some men too, can resonate with. I've had this experience many times. I'm in bed with a man and things are heating up and are starting to heat up really fast sexually. And I notice in my body, oh, I don't want to have sex. Ugh. It's like a tightening. My whole throat closes up. My whole body becomes stiff. And I realize I don't want to have sex. But it's already kind of happening, right? So in this moment, I have the clarity. I know what I want and what I don't want right now. But there's a block in me being able to communicate that. So this is learning to communicate your personal boundaries. Now, as some of you know, I have a super fucking badass boundary course that I created. It's one of my favorite creations I've made. Um, It's called Badass Boundaries 101. It's an online self-paced program. It has four modules on boundaries and then a bonus module I threw in there of a potent self-check-in practice I use because so much of boundaries is being able to check in in every moment right so shameless plug I'm gonna invite anyone listening if you're like I need to learn that um, to go take my course it's so powerful and legit and um, it's just it's a really good course so It will teach you boundaries. And if you leave that course and you're like, I don't feel like a badass in my boundaries, I'll give you every dollar back because I'm so, I just believe in it and I'm not here to trick anyone out of money. I'm just here to give you value and receive an exchange for that in some places like the, the online courses. So please go check that out if you need boundary support. And I'll leave you with like, I'll leave you with a little tip on boundaries. So without going into an entire conversation around boundaries, one thing I would like to share is this. When I recognize a boundary has been crossed or that a relational dynamic is no longer in alignment, it doesn't mean the other person's wrong or bad or lesser than me. Rather, it means that this dynamic, as it is right now, is not in full alignment for me, given who I am in this moment, for you, given who you are in this moment, and or for our we space, that living entity that is us, this dynamic we share. Hmm. So... big part of learning to communicate boundaries in my world over here I call them badass boundaries is remembering that nobody has to be wrong for you to enforce a boundary it's not about you're wrong for doing what you're doing it's about oh hi there I'm super clear on what my nervous system's available for this isn't it so I'm gonna remove myself and that's just me taking care of me very different energy than you're wrong I'll share a quick example um, because it's such a potent one I've shared this example a lot a friend was sharing this with me uh, this is a few years ago now she was telling me about going home like going home aka going to visit her parents she was one of those nomad children who moved away from her place of origin at a young age so She said, every time I go home, I try to set my boundaries. My parents never respect them. So her boundary was like her parents kind of unhappy in their marriage from what it sounds like. And so she'd come home to visit and they would spend a lot of time fighting with each other. And that would have her feeling upset. So usually how this would go down is she'd come home, they'd have a nice day or two, and then the fighting would start. And so she'd come and say, you guys are crossing my boundary. You can't fight. And the parents would feel super bad and apologize, only to be fighting again hours later. Now why is this? Is it that her parents don't love her? They don't want to honor her boundaries? Of course not. Just imagine, if it was up to me to remember and dance around and honor the boundaries of everyone I cared about in my life, well damn, that's a lot of mind space, right? I got my sisters, my grandparents, Noelle, Molly, Freya, this. Okay, that's over ten people now who I'm tracking. It's a lot of people. But what if I just say, Don't even worry about it, guys. I got my own boundaries covered. Sure, I might ask you to to honor them, depending on the situation, if you say you're available for that. Right? So maybe your parents say, Oh God, we really hate fighting when you're here. Can can you just Call us out with love and give us a chance to do it differently when you see that happening. So then you might say, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And then if nothing changes after that, I'm just going to call you out once and then I'm just going to take care of myself. That might mean leaving the house, leaving the room, leaving the city, whatever it is, right? But I'm going to take care of me. I can't be around this conflict. It's really triggering for me. It's really ungrounding for me. So you guys, if that's what you need to do right now, I'm going to get out of here. And that's my boundary so badass boundaries is about taking back my power and not relying and waiting on other people to honor my boundaries cuz damn, I could wait all day, you know. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, so tip number 3 is honoring your personal boundaries with vigor, with an open heart and with kindness. These three tips, in my experience, make dating way less awkward, way more empowering, and I get what I want more. Like, yes. (laughs) So for a quick review, tip number one, you don't owe anyone anything. Remember that in the dating world. Don't owe anyone anything. Number two, clarity in my personal intentions and desires is a superpower. And it's sexy as hell. <laughs> and number three, honor your personal boundaries with vigor, open-heartedness, and kindness. Mm. <sighs> so, as I continue to, I mean, who who knows what the dating world overseas will look like. So I just want to say thank you for being here today and if you're out there and you're in the dating world like I've talked to a lot of you in intimate relationships because that's where I've been this last year and a half year uh, that I've been showing up on the podcast I haven't talked to as many of you who are in the dating world so you know reach out if that's you I love you I want to know you we in this together And I'm excited to bring more content on, you know, the space of relationship when I'm not in an intimately committed partnership. It's going to keep getting juicier and juicier, (sighs) y'all. So, um, yeah, I wish you such a beautiful day, evening, morning. If you feel inclined, go ahead and leave me a rating and review on Apple iTunes, screenshot this episode, share it on social media, tag me at Relationship Badass, send it to your friends, send it to someone who you think will benefit from hearing this. Hmm. So next Tuesday, I leave for Bali. So we'll see what happens. There may or may not be a fresh episode out next week. If not, it basically depends. I might have, there's a really yummy interview coming up, you guys. I'm excited to share it with you guys. It is with, ah, fuck it, I'll just tell you, drumroll please, Warren, (laughs) my past partner, who I've been wanting to get on the podcast for a while, but he's always busy or shy and Since the separation, we have a final date this coming week. Him and I are going to get some dinner and have our last time together before I leave. He actually said, would you want to have a conversation for the podcast? (laughs) So you know I was very excited to hear that. Um, So we're going to be recording a conversation around this process of separating. Um, And I'm going to get his energy here and his his experience on the cast for you all so I'm really excited to bring that to you um, it'll either go out next week or the week after depending if I can edit and get it together before I leave for Bali what's feeling most true is that you guys will have a new episode for me in two weeks um, just trusting that next week I will be doing the work of getting myself across the world Ah, so yeah yep 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 All right, y'all. Thank you for being here with me today. I love you dearly and I will catch you in the next episode.